welcome to the Fruit Snacks Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Wardrop from Drop the Word Life Coaching. I am the T1D Moms Coach. I'm here to help you manage your mental and emotional health while managing your child's diabetes. Two of my five kiddos have been diagnosed, and so I'm very familiar with your struggles, and I don't know where I'd be without these life coaching tools and the gospel of Jesus Christ to get me through the day and night. Thank you for joining me as we journey towards feeling less scared, sad, and stressed, and start feeling more calm, confident, and connected. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Believe You Are a Good Mom podcast. I have a very special guest today. This is Dr. O.C. She goes by. So her name is Dr. Sheila Owens-Collins. So O.C., Owens-Collins, right? And um, she's a new friend of mine, and I'm excited to share her story with you. So um, Dr. O.C., do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi. I, my name is Sheila Owens-Collins, as you just said. My nickname is Dr. O.C., um, and I am a parent of a young adult now, or as they're calling them, emerging adults with type 1 diabetes. Um, I think it's interesting as how we met. We met because I am writing a book on parenting a child with type 1 diabetes. That, you know, it's, it's something that you live um, every day since the diagnosis. And um, part of my own therapy and part of Part of, yeah, part of my therapy is, is helping other families uh, to navigate it because it's, it's so it can be so overwhelming. But I have been so encouraged by the community of uh, other families with type 1 diabetes and uh, especially JDRF um, and all of the endocrinologists that I have met along the way. And I've met many because I'm a pediatrician. So mm -hmm. I sort of have uh, fast track access to them. Um, but um, I'm, I, I, the community that I've met, um, the professional as well as the uh, family communities have been inspiring to me. And so um, I've decided to pin a book uh, to talk about that as well as my son, who is also very inspiring to me. Um, in spite of uh, his, his health issues, uh, the condition of diabetes, he has done extremely well. Um, and I, I can't, uh, even though I was a single mom, I, I, I can't say it was all me. I think that um, this whole journey has made us all very uh, spiritually uh, founded, um, developed a, a very strong spiritual foundation. And I had a lot of family support and a lot of uh, support from friends. Yeah. So, and all that is really important in, in, in this journey, which is a lifelong journey, unfortunately. Um, so uh, going back to my son, um, I'm, I'm extremely proud of him. And, and, and part of this book is, is uh, in honor of him. Um, he he um, went to Yale um, and played football. And he was all Ivy League. And uh, then he got a master's in public health. And he went to med school. And he is now um, in, at Stanford, chief resident in, in uh, psychiatry. And he awesome. uh, hopes to specialize in sports psychiatry. That's so fun. Yeah. So you, as, so you can't tell them they can't do anything, right? <laughs> that's right. And, and, that's, and that's my message. Yeah. You know, uh, I'll never forget on the day of his diagnosis, he had he missed a football practice and football had just started. And the first thing he wanted to know was, can I play football? 
Yeah. And the first thing his coach said, can he play football? Yeah. And so, you know, at the time I was thinking, gosh, you know, is that all you can think about? Right. I, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's football. Um, but that was important for him because it was important to uh, for him to feel normal and yeah. still part of a, a team and it's still part of his class and still part of, of the life that he was building for himself. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Okay, so tell us more about your book. Okay, so um, my book is going to have actually several parts. It's going part of it is going to be my personal story um, and my story, my journey as a mother, um, um, managing and, and and being the primary caretaker for a child with type one diabetes. He was diagnosed at thirteen, oh, okay. which at the t- at which at that time. Um, that was 18 years ago. At that time, that was the most common age of diagnosis, 13 years or 14 years. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that, that, uh, that time frame has moved down. And so now uh, I think the more common age is like five to seven years, which is, I think is just so unfortunate because you know, kids are, you know, the, the, they lose a part of their childhood that they don't get back. And so um, it, it, it takes really um, extra parenting skills um, to 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 um, to manage and parent young children to be healthy, um, happy, productive adults, and so um, my so as I was saying, my book is in several parts. So part of it is my story and, uh, and my son's story, but the other part is about parenting according to uh, the, the the developmental age that your child is when he's diagnosed, mm-hmm. and so um, you know most of the most of the literature and, and most of the books is sort of a one size fits all. It mm-hmm. doesn't really go into um, the different parenting strategies that you have to use according to the age of your child and the developmental stage of your child. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm writing about. Um, and so I've, it's broken up in, in terms of the um, development stages at the American Academy of Pediatrics uses. And, and it talks about the normal developmental um, milestones and mm-hmm. then how diabetes alters that. And then yeah. how you as a parent have to still be a normal parent, but then you, there are you know, other things that you have to take into consideration when your child has a condition of diabetes. Yeah. Wow. That'll be so interesting. You said it's coming out soon. Some's due on Friday, uh, right? <laughs> the, the, the first manuscript. I'm yeah. ready to read it. Uh, Good. Oh, good. Yeah. And I hope I, I'm looking forward to you making a contribution mm-hmm. to the, cause there's going to be a, uh, there's going to be two chapters on moms uh-huh. and dads. I think dads get, uh, oh, man. dads at many times get overlooked and that's really unfortunate because they are very, they're very pivotal in this mm-hmm. whole um, mm-hmm. journey. And then there's, hopefully there'll be a part on, on um, adults or adolescents with diabetes who, who uh, wanted to share their story. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I am just so excited about all of this because of course I have two daughters with type one diabetes and they're so mm-hmm. little that I felt like, well, it's just going to be their normal life. You know, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. feel like they're going to miss out on anything on childhood or whatever. Cause it's just, it's just their childhood. You know, everybody has a different that's experience true. and that's what their experience is going to be. And they won't know any different, you know, they won't even remember life before diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that's kind of how we handle it. And, um, and yeah, but it'll be so interesting because you're a pediatrician. So, you know, right. about all the stages and phases 
you know, from the, right. from the doctor's point of view. And so that'll be really, really fun to learn about. Um, tell me more about um, your experience, your story, what you've learned. What have I learned? Um, okay, so um, several things. Um, I think uh, in the beginning, and I, I don't know if my being a physician has a lot to do with it, but uh, because I'm a physician, I mean, I, I really know um, what this diagnosis means. And it really saddens me, even now when I think about it, in spite of all the technology. And, and as I've done research on my book, I have found that that's a very common um, feeling that many mothers have. And, um, and it's important that, as you said, that you take care of yourself because the incidence of anxiety and depression can be very high. And if you, you know if you don't um, take measures to counteract that, you could find yourself in that situation. Mm -hmm. So, um, so an important lesson, and my son reminds me of that all the time, is self care. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he constantly reminds me of that to, uh, to the point of being annoyed sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, I mean, you know, when they get when they get to a certain age, the roles reverse. And it's not fun. I mean, and it's just it's shocking sometimes. But um, um, so that's one lesson. The the another lesson I learned, and, and I I learned that very early, and I learned it. Um, at, at, I was at a family group meeting, um, uh, JDRF family group meeting. It's one of my first ones, and um, I learned that um, perfection is not the goal, um, and and that was a aha moment because I really wanted my son to have perfect blood sugars every <laughs> time yeah. no matter what and um, and it wasn't like that yeah. and I found myself just getting really scared you know upset and questioning him and um, you know thinking you know he's just not taking this serious enough and it was causing a lot of a lot of tension between us mm -hmm. um, besides the normal adolescent tensions that, that developed at that age. So um, once, I, once I sort of gave that up, um, I felt better and our relationship somewhat improved, which leads me to the third lesson. And I've just learned this again um, as I was doing uh, research for this book. So when kids uh, go through adolescence, you know, there are a lot of hormone changes that happen normally. And those hormone changes cause havoc with, with glucose management. You know, the, the, uh, the uh, sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone spike, cortisol spikes because um, it's, a, it's a stressful period for them. And so the cortisol spikes. And so, um, so there, there are a lot of things that happen physiologically that make the body um, require more insulin. And in many ways, it makes the body resistant to insulin. So their A1Cs are just off the chart. And that happened with my son. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, it just, it just seemed like he just wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. Um, but I, I later learned that um, he was doing what he needed to do, but he needed to change because, because of his adolescence and because mm -hmm. of the hormone um, surges that he was experiencing as part of adolescence. And so, you know, so that's one of my lessons to parents is to, um, you know, is, is to be aware of that and to be patient 
and um, you know, and, and help them to navigate it. So, so um, you know, one of the things that's required is is that uh, as it, you know, their insulin requirements are just all over the place. You know, it's, it goes up and down depending on um, again, you know, depending a lot on their activity. You know, my son was in sports, and as well as just the normal hormone changes. Um, there was a I. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to send him to a boarding school, uh, Children's Mary Hall, and he loved it. But that was during the time when his, a, when his A1Cs were just off the chart. And I was very concerned. And um, I mean, the other thing that happens with that, with, with you know, glucose is out of control, is um, their academic performance could suffer. So, um, you know, he has always been on a med school path. And uh, he was taking calculus, I'll never forget, he was taking calculus and um, his A1C was 14 and um, he wasn't doing well in the class. And so, um, you know, we were just trying to get a B, some kind of B, a B minus or, or something because he, you know, he just, he wasn't doing well. And, and he's usually an A student. And so, um, so I, I said, okay, I, I, I got a, um, medical leave for him it was during the Thanksgiving holidays. He had one test left to go. And you know, this test was going to be a deciding factor on his grade in the class. And so I um I um I asked for a medical leave and that's another part of my book about advocating for your child. Mm -hmm. And I brought him home and um he I got, you know, I mean just intense um glucose management. And you know, sort of got him stabilized, and he studied very hard, and he went back, and he made the highest score in the class. Mm. So, um, you know that you know it's it's just, it's something that you just you have to just do you know exercise your critical thinking thinking skills at all times, and uh, and you know and and just try to um, just you know know that know that they're they're probably doing their best. Mm -hmm. And if things aren't working out like you think they should or that they should, that you should um, you know, just reach out for other options. And so in this particular case, he was being managed at, at the Yale Clinic, which is an excellent clinic, but he was being managed by a nurse practitioner. And so I, I demanded then, as much as I you know, like the nurse practitioner, that he see a physician. Mm -hmm. um, because um, you know, I, you know, nurse practitioners, they operate within parameters. And so um, so he needed a whole lot more insulin than she was going up or, and, and he needed it faster. And as mm -hmm. soon as I got him in the care of a, of a physician um, at Yale, um, you know, things turned around. And, yeah. we, and, and that physician and I are still good friends. Oh, that's fun. Okay, so many things about what you said um, that I wanted to bring out. Uh, first of all, let's go to that self-care piece, because of course, that's my jam, right? I want to help right. the moms take care of themselves in order to take care of their kids, right? So mm -hmm. you have your doctors and your nurses and your care team. And like you said, you got to make sure that you've got the best people on your team to be right. managing the diabetes. But who's helping you manage yourself, right? <laughs> And so as the mom, we have those spiked cortisol levels too, right? We have all the emotions, we have all of the feelings. And like you said, if they go unchecked, then it just 
escalates into anxiety, depression, all the things. And how are we supposed to be managing our children when we're, you know, up in bed, totally depressed or like so anxious about things we can't even think straight and all of that. And so as a life coach, that's what I want to help the T1D moms with is their own emotional and mental management as they're helping their child manage their diabetes. Because that is can never be overstated how important all of that self-care is. So self-care is not, you know, getting a pedicure and and taking a bath. Like I love those things and it's part of my self-care, but, but the emotional and the mental management, like that's real self-care, you know? And so, so that's such a good point. And then your relationship with your son, you, you mentioned that I love, I love that because we just catastrophize so much what this diagnosis means. And we put kind of the diagnosis as like the most important thing you know, relationship suffers when, like you said, you're so worried about that A1C score that it's just the biggest power struggle on steroids. Right. Right. (laughs) It is. is. Yeah. So what I've always helped my clients do is to drop power struggle wars. And then I Mm -hmm. got this diagnosis on top of that. And I'm like, woof, I thought I had, you know, power struggles with toddlers kind of figured out. Now this is like even worse, you know? And so it's, it's just, um, there's tools and there's techniques that you can learn that can help you with those power struggles and to be able to keep that relationship intact and not um, have to have that suffer too much, even though they have diabetes. Like these are things that, and then the last thing um, that you mentioned that I wanted to touch on is like the spirituality that you've Mm -hmm. embraced Mm -hmm. as part of this. Mm -hmm. So if you'd be comfortable, I mean, I talk about Jesus and God and all the things on the podcast all the time. So, um, Tell me what that's looked like for you. Okay. So uh, at the time that my son was diagnosed, right around that time, um, his father and I were going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And initially it was, a, it was a very bitter divorce. A bitter or angry divorce. We were just really very angry with each other. Mm-hmm. And the only way we could find a way to vent our anger was fighting over the custody of our kids. And so, um, you know, it, it got so bad at one point, you know, I, I mean, we just we just would not cooperate with each other. If I needed an extra five minutes, it was no. If he needed an extra day, absolutely not. Um, and so I, you know, at one point I, I just stopped and I said, gosh, you know, God is gonna take these kids away from us if we keep, part, you know, if we keep acting like this, you know, we're just making them too important and, um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's not bringing out the best of the Christian in any of us. And, and, and I, I just thought, I just had the thought that he was going to take them away, mm-hmm. one or both of them, be, you know, because of the way he had, the dad and I were acting. And so when I, um, when, when uh, he was diagnosed and he was in the uh, ICU, um, his dad came up and this was like the first time we had ever had a cordial conversation, but that diagnosis brought us both to our knees. Wow. And um, and I remember telling him that, uh, you know, I, I think that I thought that God was punishing us or punishing me uh, for um, for the way I had been acting. And he said something that I put in my book that I never forgot. And, you know, it's where it changed the, the trajectory and the tone and the tenor of our relationship forever. He he said, God is not in the business of punishment. Um, And um, so, you know, and so, you know, that was his way of saying, you know, we're we're not being punished. Mm 
Yeah. And, um, and you know, he also said, you know, he reminded me, he said, look, you know, we're here together, you know, because of someone that we love very much. And that hadn't happened in a very long time. So, um, so that was sort of the beginning. I've always, you know, I've always been a Christian and I, I've gone to church regularly and I, um, I raised my sons in the church. Um, but this really put an extra little spin mm -hmm. on, my, yeah. <laughs> on my spirituality. I mean, mm -hmm. it really, um, you know, it, it, it really hit home and it, it really made me realize um, how much we're not in control as, as humans and, and how much, you know, we have to depend on God to get through. And, um, you know, there have been events that have happened since then that just have deepened my spiritual um, relationship with God and, and my spiritual belief. I, I recently lost my mother. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that so much. God is not in the business of punishment right? Like yeah, that's our right. own mortal, like trying to make sense of what's going on here, mm -hmm, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it makes sense that it would make sense to you at that time. That's, that's what you were making it mean. But, right. but I'm so glad that he told you that and that you could have that, right. that paradigm shift because, because if we look at this diagnosis as a punishment, if we look at anything as a punishment, it just, it just, I mean, I talk about this on this podcast all the time. Beating ourselves up better does not work. It just doesn't right. work. Right, right, right. And right. so like, even like you were saying with the A1Cs, like your relationship with your son was struggling because you were um, kind of in, in the blame phase, right? I was, like, right. Like, oh, this is too high because you're not managing it right. And then you get mad at him and then, da, 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 you know, and as you find out like, oh, actually it's just hormones. It's not, he wasn't even doing anything wrong, you know? And so when we blame ourselves or we blame other people or we blame God, like it's just not helpful. It's not true. It's just a lie that Satan puts in our brains that we need to acknowledge as such and get it back out of our brain. Right. 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 right so right. I like to look at it as I call it God's divine algorithm mm -hmm. that we have the perfect kids that we need for our growth and they have the perfect kids that they need for their growth, the perfect parents. I don't know what I just said, but. Yeah, <laughs> what I I like yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, you can see it so clearly now looking back, right? That your relationship with your husband or ex or whatever point you're at, at that stage, like that was the healing that you guys needed. Right. And, right. and you would never like wish something like this upon somebody, but God has it figured out. Like he's got right. the algorithm figured out. And right. so if we look at it as a punishment, it just feels so harsh, but it's just like with our kids, you know, like we think we know it's best for them. And so we, you know, like do the best we can, but like he perfectly knows how to do that. And he knows what's best for us and what we need for our growth and development. And we just right. have to trust that. Otherwise this life doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And, you know, and, and what brings me, uh, comfort and you know makes me feel closer is um it's writing this book and then uh, doing um doing uh, participating in fundraisers you know for uh for the cure yeah. and um and i'm still hopeful for that um and then just seeing how he has embraced this this his condition and you know just you know he's you know slowly becoming a, a world expert on it mm -hmm. and um and you know he's done that uh, really since since college I, I didn't realize one of my favorite stories is um 
uh, right after after his practice, this was during the time when I could go to his doctors with him. You know, now I can't do that, but yeah. I I went I went with him uh, to one of his endocrine endocrine uh, appointments with his doctor, and she came out and she was just so excited. She said, "You don't know." She said, "Gosh, you know, you are such a role model." She said, "There there were a whole camp of T1D boys watching them practice, and they." picked out that he had diabetes, which was amazing to me because I I was watching the practice too. And I, I never saw anything that would tell me that he had diabetes, but mm. those kids picked it up, mm. um, which gives me goosebumps because I mean, because I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't think anybody could be watching closer than me, you know, mm. every move he made. And it, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, I, but I, I missed the signs that he was checking his glucose or he was checking his pump or he was, he was doing something and uh-huh. those kids picked it up yeah. and they were very inspired. And so, awesome. um, and so I think, you know, he's, he's sort of been on a trajectory of, of, of inspiring people ever since. That's so fun. Oh, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. All right. Dr. OC, tell people where they can find you. If they're a T1D mom, do you, are you still doing the survey? Yes, I am. Okay. And so uh, you can go to Dr. OC at SheilaOwensCollins.com and you'll find the survey. All right. I'll put that so link please, in the show yeah, notes please too. Fill it out. So, yeah. Um, I'll put that link in the show notes too, so that they okay. don't have to remember. They can just click on it. And uh, anything else you want to share as we no. wrap up? No, thank you for this opportunity. Yeah. This has been fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll talk to everybody next time. Bye-bye. Okay. All right then. Hey, T1D moms. Was that episode helpful? I put together a free video for you with my top three brain hacks for T1D moms. Check it out at dropthewar.com forward slash top three. Having a child with diabetes is hard enough. Let's not make it any harder with the way we're thinking about it all. Get my free top three brain hacks for T1D moms video at dropthewar.com forward slash top three. See you there. my sweet T1D parent friend. The next time you catch yourself thinking that you can't do this anymore, redirect your brain to Philippians 4.13 and remind yourself that you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. As your life coach, I'm here to be a conduit to help you get your brain and body aligned in order for your spirit to clearly communicate with his spirit to become your own diabetes parenting expert. Go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments for your complimentary coaching session and let's do this thing. Thank you.